Let's go, y'all. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Arch Conversations again. Today, we have my older brother. Are you older than me? I forgot. Yes, I am. <laughs> Today, we have my older brother, Blink, all the way across the islands and oceans and seas in KL. Um, and it's a pity that we cannot do this in real life. But uh, Blink is a dear old friend of mine. How long have we known each other, Blink? I don't, I don't know, 15 years maybe? Or longer? Or around yeah. There? Plus minus 15 years. And um, we only recently reconnected and I immediately reached out to him to do this. Um, because he's always struck me as a very um, go-getter and a person of many hats. And not just that, he's always maintained this positive ball of energy without any form of substance abuse, which maybe explains his youth in his looks. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does not look his age. So oh. um, I'll, I'll give it, I'll throw it to Blink to let you know a bit of context of how we met or how we know each other. Because I don't remember, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, when you actually asked me about that, you know, um, I also kind of like forgot. I mean, because it's just so long ago, but I just really think it was, you know, uh, me going to Singapore because back in the days, Malaysia didn't have many streetwear stores. So I would actually travel up to Singapore to shop or like to DJ. I think I, I didn't even DJ much then, but um, I did DJ, but it was on rare occasions. I think it was future back then. And then, yeah, I think that the, the whole click, you know, um, me buying stuff at Far East and then from one person to another and through mutual friends, we got to know each other. And I, we've kept that friendship to today with, I mean, a few years in between that we kind of fell out. Um, but once I reconnected with him, I felt like it never changed. It was like yesterday. I think that's yeah, amazing. Too. Yeah. So uh, I want to let... There, there's going to be two parts in today's like podcast. I want to talk about what Blink does because um, to me, it's very fascinating when someone can pull themselves apart like, like clay in so many directions and yet keep a focus on everything that they do and compartmentalize their lives that way. And then we're going to talk about his energy in the second half. So Blink, um, what do you do? Like what are the roles you play in life? So, um, as you said, I, I, I do a few things, <laughs> but um, mainly I'm in music, and uh, but it's on hold now due to COVID, and uh, I think the whole world's on hold in terms of that, so it's not only me. So I have, and I've always been someone who doesn't allow um, something like real drastic to happen and then stop me from still... Um, go-getting as, as you said you know so i always try to think quick i mean the older i get of course the more experiences i have hence maybe i can i mean i don't like to use the word pivot but you know we'll just use it for now but pivot faster you know so um from djing i was always um, doing creative stuff i started as a graphic designer as um yeah just a junior um, graphic designer in an advertising agency uh, and then I, I joined Zook um, full-time as a, a higher, higher management, doing all the bookings, the entertainment, head of content as well in the past two, three years. And uh, yeah, I started my own restaurant two years ago, 
but I had to close it last year due to COVID. But I opened up a new cafe, which um, with my new partners about three weeks ago. Um, I also have a creative company called 33.3, which we actually do uh, big drone shows to replace fireworks in the country. So we actually did it for some of the royalties back home, the prime ministers, and um, we did it with uh, Disney and Avengers as well. So yeah, the creative company, uh, food, music, and online content, I guess. I think um, I never thought of myself as a content creator, you know, because I was just only like making music all this while. But um, in recent uh, years, uh, one of my best friends who's actually much younger than me, Chris, um, he followed me on tours uh, everywhere I went uh, while I was DJing. And uh, when I got closer to him, we just uh, brainstormed a lot and we just pushed each other a lot and get, got out of our comfort zone. He knew I loved food. So he said, why don't you speak about food and we'll do a good food show, a bite-sized one for Instagram. Then we came up with Beats, which is Blink Eats. And then now we've got a new show called What's Good, which is more lifestyle driven. So I'm just trying new stuff, you know, all the time. And uh, yeah, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but I guess that's just my mentality. So that's just a s summary of what I do. And I think he's being a bit modest here because he like basically scratched the surface for every single role in his life. And I guess like for him to go back in retrospect, the timeline's a bit all messed up. So we started the graphic designer and then DJing for Zook. And then not just doing that, but then after going on tours for, for yourself as with gigs, right? Like DJ gigs mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. the world. And then into this, um, starting this media arm I would say yeah. like with all the drone stuff you're talking about and like then content creating in terms of not just content creating, but I, I, I organic content creation in terms of things that you enjoy doing. And since you're already mm -hmm. enjoying doing something, let's, let's share this positivity with the world. So then it became like the Blink Eats and all this other stuff. And then also into now producing music. I think you didn't even talk about this part. Oh yeah. Music production, coming, making songs. Right. Yeah. There's that as well. And then also um, the creative company, right? Am mm -hmm. I getting it right this timeline? Yep, that's more that's or less, right. right? Uh, I think, yeah, more or less. I mean, most the, the, recently, yeah. most recently, the matcha cafe. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's if I were to of all these things that you're doing, and I feel like he's very similar to me in terms of we are focused on what we're doing today. We don't look back at past accomplishments. Not that they're not accomplishments, but like he's very focused on what it is, what he's doing today. And making things for the tomorrow. Does it make sense to you? 100%. I, I was just thinking about it this morning. Yeah. So, um, do you want to talk, uh, like, if I, because I was going to ask, do you want to, of all the things you've done, right, pull out one of those things and talk about it in terms of brand ideation, the, the, how it keeps you going, your passion for it. Just pull out one of any of those. It doesn't have to be like, oh, which one do you like more? Because I believe you're like, yeah, if yeah. you do something, you like it. It's not one more 100%. than the other. Correct. 100%. Yeah. But I think it's each one of it has been the effect of one. If you, if you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, one thing so. correlates to another. It's like an organic yeah. energy. One thing led to another. Well, I, I, I think, um, let's talk about DJing. Since I've been doing okay. that the longest. And I'm still doing it. And okay. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the technical aspect of DJing, of course, and the music I play. But 
the energy that um, I enjoy giving out from DJing mm -hmm. and sure. uh, how it has uh, ch changed me. I mean, throughout, you know, uh, phases, even, even the types of music that I've played, I think um, has given me a different perspective of the people who come to the clubs and the people I meet too. So it's quite, yeah. it's quite, um, it's quite interesting for me, you know, uh, yeah. you know, of course, underground versus commercial culture as well, you know, so uh, all these kind of things affect the circle, I feel. Yep. And um, it has also affected my uh, openness in terms of uh, mindset. You know, mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger, I just always wanted to do, to do the, the coolest shit in the world right and um mm -hmm. yeah only has to be cool and stuff but as i grew up um yeah that was very very um minor to me in terms of uh yeah in terms of the priority you know i think uh, for me it was as i grew up it's about how can i reach to reach out to more people with uh, the energy that I give out, you know? So I think that also changed my perspective la, in terms of the music I make, the music I play, you mm -hmm. know? So, so, yeah. And do you think that energy comes through in the music? Because I yeah, think that I, like I, when I had met you was like a very early time and I've been to quite a few of your gigs and I wouldn't consider it poserish, like what you said, like you, you're about being cool. I guess, I mean, maybe we're around the same age. So like at the point that we are trying to be cool, I'm also trying to be cool. So it's like, oh yeah, let's do this, right? Um, but I totally, I'm on the same page with you in terms of maybe it comes with age. I hope everyone goes through this process and not get stuck there. But as you come with age, your priorities shift. It's all, or like maybe we, I, I, will, I always told Blink this, like we live parallel lives, but it's quite similar in terms of growth. I feel so too. Yeah, so like at our age, we want to give out, because I've also always been told like I'm always this ball of energy, right? We want to give out this energy and share this pos positivity with people. And in doing so, you're, 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 you gravitate it towards, when you say mass, I don't think you should just say mass. I think you mean like mass appeal, yes, but with mass appeal because you're sharing energy. Not mass, because people might get it wrong. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, not the yeah, demographic. Yeah. Yeah, Correct, not demographics. Right, exactly. As in like right. mass as in vo volume, like more people right. rather than just right. a niche market. That was Correct, what I meant. Right. Yeah, not like yeah, yeah, tapping yeah. just on the mass market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. And um, I always think that it's beautiful. So if you, if you were to say like the shift in the two different kinds of music, right? Did, does the music itself play any influence on you though? Like, do you still love the music that you used to play versus what you do now? Or like, you give it all the same amount of love? No, I, I think, uh, you know, um, one thing that hasn't changed much, I mean, mindset, I think I progressed from young to, to, to current, right? Of course. But I think one thing that hasn't changed is that I like everything. And I mm. also feel that that is also one reason that it has kind of allowed me to be sustainable in in this mm. ever-changing industry because mm. not a lot of people as you said just now um can get can move on they get mm. stuck a lot of purists yes. get stuck i mean i always have a conversation i mean you know uh i mean you know a lot of stories of me and a lot of my seniors or like yeah yeah let's not name names yeah 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 guys who have mentored me right and they don't speak to me after a while and why is that so because i moved on you know and why do we want to stick onto something 
that is already not moving forward or that you're unhappy about, right? So for me, I've, I've always been that person since I was young un until today. That's why I picked up, like when you said I didn't talk about producing, which was more of me singing actually, which started yeah. in 2019, right? It's because I felt that maybe with DJing in Malaysia, I've done um, all, all I can for now. You know, I, I saw a, a roadblock you know, and I, I felt that I still needed to uh, create or uh, get out of that box. And that was my outlet, you know, and there was a lot of uh, emotions that I could put out that I couldn't put out DJing. Hence, I did that, right? So with music, it, it's the same. I think, um, I, I, I don't think it changes me personally, but Definitely how I see things change, you know, and, and of course the people come into the club. I think the energy I get is very different. As you said, poserish. I'm, I'm not judging my past. I'm not judging people now too. You know, I never do. I still love going to the cool parties. We all still do, right? But yeah. it's just, I feel that, as you said, it's a phase that they grow out of, you know. You, I think, let's look back at music history. I think when we all... One, I think we all want to feel belonged. Hence, when we're growing up as a teenager, we feel like, oh, hip-hop. We feel like we belong this in this genre. I wear baggy pants, big shirts. I feel belong. Now I'm in the clique. Or the rock guys, you know, skinny jeans and, you know, very raw, edgy. I think it's, it's belonging. And hence, when... The, the, the cool kids or the cool stuff is because they want to belong in, in this community, right? But, but I, I feel that when you do that, we're just very blocked out with a lot of um, uh, creative stuff that we can uh, adapt from, you know? Example, like uh, I'll give an example. What I learned just last year MCO was, you know, a lot of people look down in Malaysia, especially I, I'm sure worldwide too, Underground is underground, right? But there's the underground that people kind of like perceived as uh, like Lala or like, you know, like as in Lala in Malaysia means like look for, frown upon, you know, like pretty, pretty much like KTV music, okay? Mm. So if you're a DJ for KTV music, no one's going to respect you and that kind of stuff, yeah. right? There's a lot of people mm. outside in society that think that way. But I've been very close to them for the past, like as much as I, I've DJed, right? Because I mix with as I said, all groups, you know, from hip-hop, pop, rock, all down to, to even the KTV guys, right? And last year, I did this stream um, on Facebook for, for my partner uh, of my last restaurant of his, for, for his company. And we garnered four to six million users in three months. And we didn't expect that, you know? And I think it's because we were open about getting everyone together. And because, not to say I led it, but I never had a box that says, okay, we're going to only get the, uh, the cool, cool guys or only the commercial guys. You know, it's, I wanted to bring everybody in, right, with the network that I've, I've, I've got throughout the years. Actually, to be honest, a lot of the DJs individually told me and said, do you really think it'll work? Because, you know, the crowd that listens to this kind of KTV music is not going to like ours or, you know, our music, the guys are going to 
like say, oh, why is, are we DJing next to KDB guys? But I'm like, why not? It's the internet. It's the internet. It's not a physical space, right? People are not going there. People are weaving from their home. So I said, I'm just going to try it, you know? So, so me and a few other guys were like, okay, let's try it. So we did that and it worked. And we were really surprised. And we actually, the urban guys got the KTV guys to like more urban music and also opened up the urban crowd to actually the KTV music. So now you're opening things up for both sides, the DJs and the crowds that they've never seen, you know? Of course, some don't like it. You can switch it off, right? But this is what what I mean about being a bit uh, open-minded. So, 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 yeah. It's being open and also being progressive. I feel like one thing that that's against both our mantras. One thing doesn't work, do the next. If one thing can lead to this and help everyone do better, let's do it. Why not? Instead of like putting us in boxes where it's like, I mean, I guess mine is more FMB terms, right? So it's like yeah. if you're a sandwich shop, be a sandwich shop. If you're a burger shop, be a burger shop. Why can't you? So it's like why can't you just combine the two in that sense mm-hmm. and reach a wider demographic? And I think that it's this is the, what I'm trying to like share with people about you and your energy in terms of not just energy per se, you know, not just the way you DJ, the energy that you give out when you DJ, but also like this energy of being an all-rounder when it comes to accepting people around you in your life and not shoving people in boxes. You know, like I work in interior design also, so I work with, you know, like constructor workers. I work with, you know, four men at the job site. And they're all, like, when you get to know them, they're really kind people. But most of the time, they're also looked down on. So I totally understand what you're saying. And I really give you big ups for what you're doing. So now let's move into the energy half. So the first half of the work part is done. And now that you've talked about this somewhat, it's easy for me to then transit into this energy part, which I actually want to talk about. Like, your get-up-and-go energy, you know? Your get-up-and-go energy every day, like, maintaining the energy is there even a maintenance for this energy or is it just within? I don't, I don't think there's a, a maintenance. I think I just wake up and I, I'm just excited. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, as you said, you know, people think you're a ball of energy. I, I really just feel that there's only two people in this world that can beat me to it. One is you and one is the partner to my creative company called Edwin, you know, who I partnered for 33.3. Only these two people in the world can beat me to it. When I'm around you and Edwin, I'm the quiet one, you know, but when I'm around <laughs> other people, I'm like you guys, you know? So yeah. it's always in my mind, you know, th- throughout the years, there's only two people yeah. and that's you and Edwin, yeah. So I- I'm that's just like crazy. that. Like, that's why I was really excited to do this podcast because I feel like we're so similar and yet very different at the same time in terms of our life experience. Anyway, okay, so it's innate, right? So recently someone asked me this question as well, like, Steph, like, how do you do it? I didn't, like, I don't have the answer. Like, it's just like, I wake up, like, woo, like, party's on, you know? Um, and, okay, so my question to you is this as well when it comes to like this energy part do a lot of people in your life confide in you and look up to you for their problems mm, i think only maybe a couple of years back two three years ago um there was a certain a certain time frame where there were a couple of people who actually came and talked to me you know uh but I must say, it's only the past six to seven years that, I, I mean, I spoke to you on the phone call, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that 
after reading many books, I changed my mindset, you know, um, in my, in my twenties, I was, I definitely wasn't the person I am now, you know, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, because of past relationships and books that I've kind of changed my mindset and I, I think I know how to communicate better with uh, people Same. as well. Yeah. Hence, that's why they are a bit more open uh, about their problems with me. Um, I think when I was in my twenties, um, I was not very approachable. I feel that mm. I, until today, if you only know me, right, uh, you know me, but which most of the people around my circle know, then they'll come up to talk to me. But I just look like a very serious person because, as, you know, I, I, don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke. So uh, in clubs, I'm like uh, very serious. I, I, the I'm fully not, sober guy. Yeah, I'm like the fully sober guy. I'm always looking at my surroundings just due to me being on work mode, right? When I'm in the clubs, I'm not really enjoying myself. I am enjoying myself, but it doesn't look like I'm enjoying myself, you know? So no one really dares to talk to me because, yeah, I just look so serious, you know? But No, I but I'm not talking about being approachable. I'm talking about like your friends or the people around you. Like, do they yeah. lean on you? Do they confide yeah. in you? Do they, you know what I mean? So, so that I feel that it's because... I'm not approachable, then even the closer people weren't ah. really... I had a filter. There was a wall, yeah. right? Only yeah. then when I knew how to communicate better, like the past few years, like seven, eight years, yeah. then people, okay, knew how to talk to me and straight away, they would call me up, um, you know, ask, ask me for like, yeah, advices. Is it, do uh, you think it's because you can stay objective? Like, do you think that you give very objective advice? Yeah, I, I think I like to put it in, into simpler terms. I, I see things more in a logical way. I feel re, re, like in recent times, I mean, not, not to say I don't think logical last time, but you know, I just really like to see things in logic and like, you know, if this is happens, it's because of this, because of that. You know, we'll, we'll just say, rather than just going all over the shop, you know, like yeah. last time, we, you you will wander, you will wander into different spaces, you know. But but yeah, so I think that's why they they, they speak to me like, I mean, not all, you know, uh, not all, but uh, there have been a couple of the past three years, you know. Okay. Um, I think with personal growth, especially because yeah, like you, uh, I think we speak, we dare to speak it out the loud truth. more than yeah, a lot yeah. of people, right? right. And like I really only give real advice. Yeah, so, and a lot of people keep things internally, um, yeah. but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very open to a lot of people as well. So, when I gave that energy out, they felt it, hence, then they come and ask, like, oh, you know, what, what should I do here? What should I do there? How do I improve in this, you know? And I'll just give my advice, and, I, and I'll tell them real, real honest answers, saying that, you know what, I'm not perfect too, you know, which I'll never be, but I, I, I can just give my personal, like, advice or suggestions or opinions of what I feel, you know. I think that's a very better. good, I think like, that's a very good precedent to set when you give out advice because that's how I do it too. I'll be okay. like, these are my experiences in life and what I'm sharing with you is very objective in, from what I've experienced, but it may or may not apply to you subjectively. Um, but also I feel like um, this is a thing that I myself experience. So do you find that when you give energy out, you're taking in that person's energy too. You're gonna say like okay. if you're if someone is confiding you something very sad, right? And you're trying to help them, right? Does their negative energy then like you know transfer to you? 
I, I think it definitely does. I think in this world, you know, they, what they say is even like masseuse, you know, when the masseuse is massaging you, if they have negative energy, apparently no it way. will transfer to you too. No way. Really? Yeah, so I'm really scared That's sometimes. So now now that I have that fact in my head, sometimes it's when I go for massage, I'm thinking like, oh man, this is kind of negative. Hopefully this energy doesn't affect me now. You know, but... But I definitely feel so lah. It it, it will it will affect back, you know. But um, I always feel this this cycle of energy. It's it's real. It's I I always I always like you know joke around that you know I I hope to stay youthful because every time I DJ, there's so many young um guys and girls out there, and I'm actually eating all their energy. Yeah, I'm I'm giving you the energy, (laughs) but I'm actually taking all your energy. So. That's the thing, right? So that's what I want to talk about. So like in giving people our energy, you're also taking in their negativity. And this is what I want to tell people out there. If you're not ready to help your friend, don't help your friend because you're not actually helping. You know what I'm trying to say? Like if you're in a negative space and someone's in a negative space and you both talk about that negativity, you're just like perpetuating more negativity. Whereas like if someone like Blink and I, whom I guess we have a lot of life experience, we have a lot of like, you know, things to share and if you can be objective about it you will still take in some of that negative energy but you know how to dispel it otherwise there must be a way to dispel the energy otherwise you just become negative yourself so i feel like that's a lot of things that people perpetuate out there they think like oh my friend said let me be a friend you're not actually being a friend you're not actually helping anyone when you can't help yourself first so understand and be aware of your own emotions i think self-awareness is very important when it comes to energy no, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I, I think only when the mindset changed and you're a bit more, I would say, straightforward, stable, then mm. you can, you know, kind of solve Shared. things, right? Yeah. When you're not stable, yeah, when you're not stable, you, you just, definitely the energy that you're giving out is kind of like 50 50, you know, it's unsure. So you That's don't why have, I, like, I also applauded you for saying like whenever you give advice you first first and foremost say like you know this what i've experienced this is what i can try to help you but this is not the this is not an all solving solution you know because i feel like a lot of people listen to their friends and then they're like "Mm, i'm gonna follow that you know like and then when shit hits the fan hey it's your fault you told me to do that but it's not right everyone has decisions and choices to make and energy is energy like the main focus of this podcast is about energy right and in, even in me and Bling talking and sharing our energy with you guys, it should transfer very easily. You should be able to feel that we are genuinely like happy to talk to each other and positive people. And that is exactly what I want to let people know about giving advice to other people when giving advice to other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think, yeah, I think it's balanced. Like. I think it's, a, it's all about a balance as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to put it in layman terms for like, if people watch this, yeah. they get it. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, because yes. I mean, we are both there. So when I talk to him, like I feel like we need very few words and he gets what I'm trying to say and vice versa. But I don't want to get lost in our conversation so that when other people hear us, they're like, huh, what are they saying, you know? Yeah, so I have to like further <laughs> explain it a little bit, like put disclaimer there, because if not, they'll be like, Blink and Steph said, huh? like, this is how we should share this. Um, yeah, follow, 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 yeah, follow. Yeah, the last bit of this podcast, right, um, is to give out advice for people based on your personal experience, advice for people okay. to stay with positivity. 
because I don't like to tell people, please stay positive. It's not, nobody stays positive. We always have ways in life. Different things happen, they'll push you down, you'll come back up, you go back down tomorrow. You can, in one day, you can feel three different emotions. What was after, but then you had a nice family meal and then at night, you know, you fight with your spouse or whatever. So life is all about riding ways, right? So do you have any advice for people to, in, in terms of on a daily basis, to try and pull yourself back up to stay with positivity no matter what? Mm, I mean, the past year has been really tough for me. So I'm just trying to like rewind back and think of how I got myself out of it. You know, in terms of, I think in terms of work output, I, I was very happy. You know, um, the cafe started, I put out like 90% of the songs that I wanted to. Um, that, that's all the positive and like work output, right? But a lot of people don't see the behind as well, right? So I think uh, me not being able to DJ is going to be up to a year you know, Zoop had to be closed, you know, and, and of course, personal stuff. So I, I feel that a few things that have gotten me out of that hole, for me, it's always talking to people, as you said, like I'm talking to you help, talking to Edwin help, talking to like uh, people who could give me that energy helped, right? That's first. Second is I told you that I have like a manifestation journal, you know, and um, I think just like writing music, um, me writing every day in this journal has actually uh, helped me a lot. It's like when you don't have that person to talk to, you are actually talking to that book. So you actually still released that energy. Um, I also heard from like Ed Sheeran, you know, like um, he said in, in one of the interviews that him being able to write songs and especially of the songs, the caliber he writes was an outlet for him. That's why he was never, um, never had to see the psychiatrist and stuff like that, which a lot of friends of his was going because he felt that the writing helped. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, then I heard a Hugh Jackman podcast with Tim Ferriss, the manifestation journal about his show, The Greatest Showman. And then that made me start it again. You know, I always thought right, writing was good. But then when I heard his podcast, I was like, oh, wow. I mean, if you guys out there, you're interested, you should check it out too. The Hugh Jackman podcast on Tim Ferriss show was an amazing podcast, you know? And then I became a bigger fan, of course. So... Yeah, me writing that, that out every single day has helped me. Not just manifesting uh, things I want, but it, it was a release of an energy. So that, talking to people, and the third will always be, you know, um, to, to think, is it ego versus logic? Because there's some, sometimes we are holding on to some things. It could be anything, work, relationships, whatever. Is it that the ego is broken? Or if you look past that, ego is actually logical that it didn't work out. Then that's how you improve, right? Personally or workflow, 
yeah, or otherwise, you know. So I think these three things helps me. La. I mean, but I have to keep on reminding myself. La. You're very funny. I didn't even give you a list of three, but you did it by yourself. Because usually I say, I always tell you, I give me three things. <laughs> I didn't even have to go there and then you did, did oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's beautiful. Like, so let's, you know what I mean? That's why I say like, you're like a parallel version of me. So, okay. So three things. Number one, talk to people. Number two, journaling, right? And number three, um, yeah. mental homework of ego versus logic, right? Like, is yeah. it your ego is in the way or does this actually make sense? Yeah. So those are three things for you, right? Yeah. I, I think there might be more, but I think these three things are the, the, the main ones that's always in my head to Once keep Once again, like, I think Bling and I always say this. So like, I mean... We are very enigmatic people. We're we're always on the change. Like our nature stays the same, but we keep changing and improving ourselves. So whatever this works for him right now may not work for him in three months down the road. So yeah, in that sense, like this is what is current. So I'll share with you like what brings me back three things right now. Same with you. I never used to read, not a reader. But um, I find that reading actually helps me because I have ADHD, right? It helps me stay centered and focused and just like calm and quiet because I feel okay. like my life is always on the go. I'm on the go from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. And it's usually like that every day. And if I don't stop that, at some point, if you keep going, your body is going to wear out. Your mental capacity is going to wear out. So you need to take time to just be like, hey, let's slow this down for a second. And it's very hard for me to do that unless I'm either painting or creating in, t in one way or another, you know, editing something, a video or something. So these days I choose to read. And I, I actually recommended this book to link to... Um, the Stoic philosophy book called Meditations, but it's not actually a meditating. It's about this like Roman guy's like life. Anyways, so so reading actually centers me and grounds me, and it can be any kind of material, but a proper book in my hand. And then another thing would be like he said, talking to people, right? But I would like to expand that on that a little bit for me, mm -hmm. talking to the right people. Yeah. Because okay. very often people look for me for their problems. Very often, I get people messaging me and talk to me about problems on like a weekly basis. So that is when I have enough energy to give out. But then for myself, it's to talk to people who are very pragmatic people, very honest people, and not even talk about problems, just talk in general about ideas, about life, about you know things. So I need to talk to people. That's my outlet as well, same as him. And as for the third, for him, it's ego versus logic, right? I think for me, it's also like a mental homework I do every day. It's like, whatever you're facing throughout the day, right? Is this really a problem? Is the question I ask myself. When something happens to be at work or any road bumps I hit in life, is this a really a problem that causes harm to my character, myself, as a person inside? Because if it was a superficial wound, I'll get over it. I'll get past it. And that will just be like, let's fix it on the now. But I will not let it go into my brain and eat into my psyche. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. So those are the three things for me, which are quite similar to yours, to be honest with you. Because one is a physical thing. Yeah. And one is reaching out to people. Yeah. And the third one is mental homework. So in that yeah. sense, it's quite similar. Yeah. It's just different approach, yeah. Correct, correct, yeah. Okay, amazing. We're really like the same person, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, I, mean, I mean, after so many years, and then we like, didn't talk for at least we didn't talk for at least like six, a good six got, years. 
I think yeah. so. Six, six, seven years, and then after that one phone call, and then we're like living That's in this it. parallel kind of like like uh, yeah. life. And now, like, I just randomly text him all the time, and that's what I find is so beautiful. Like, if you grow in the right direction and you're ready to maintain a friendship, I used to find friendships very tiring, but so now that we're adults, right, it's very hassle-free. You know, adult friendships are just like so easy. Talk, talk, don't talk, don't talk, disappear. It's okay. You know, it's like <laughs> exactly, exactly, like no harm done. You know. It's not like, oh, three days, never text, like, eh, why he's not texting me? Yeah, 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 yeah. wrong, uh, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Like, don't reply, don't reply, it's okay, bro, don't worry yeah, about exactly. it. I'll still message you tomorrow. Um, yeah. That's adult friendships. So I'm really glad I reconnected with you, and I have no Same. doubt that I'll keep bothering you. Um, but, but we have to end this podcast because we're talking for a bit long. Okay. Goodbye, Blink. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>